Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated, which provides management, publicity, and related services. The show website is nhte.net and has lots from all episodes, plus links to social media and podcast listening platforms. Do be sure that you have also signed up there for the weekly e-newsletter. There have been some exclusives in the newsletter that either have not been made public anywhere else or were at least first seen in the newsletter, so be sure you're signed up for that. The folks who get that have even gotten access to discounts lower than anyone else, and you only get email from me once a week, no spam. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from the UK, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player, and producer who has started a new artist project under which he is now releasing music under the stage name Heckle. The debut single under this new persona was released in late March, and the next song comes out two days after this episode is released. In his previous solo work, he had put out a song whose video already has close to 12,000 views on YouTube in just three months, and he co-wrote a song that another artist released last year with presently more than 400,000 streams on Spotify. He was previously a guest on this show more than five years ago, way back on episode 98. You've been hearing the new song that will be out May 7th called Stranger, performing now under the name Heckle. It's my pleasure to welcome back to Now Hear This Entertainment, Luke Potter. Hey Bruce, how are you doing? Good, Luke. Good. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank yeah. you. It's been so long. Yeah, and I know I know. I still quote-unquote see you on Instagram and have kept up with you there, but it's been too long. It's good to talk to you again. I know, right? I, I sound, sound a bit... Uh, old for sense but it feels so great that we can actually just catch up like this it's been um it's been ages actually since we we've talked properly and it's it's really nice to be on the show (laughs) thank you for having me yeah yeah let's start off by having you tell the audience all about this brand new song that you're releasing called stranger which was just playing but unfortunately i was talking over so basically um stranger um to, to put it simply is a song about you know anxiety at nighttime you know when we're alone when we're alone that's that's when we're not doing stuff like work or you know doing what we have to do every single day that's the moment when those those thoughts that you wouldn't think about normally tend to tend to hit you when you're you know all alone it's dark and you're like lying down and you, that that's what the song is about it's, it's about where your head sort of takes you and the um the conversation that you have with yourself um when you're going over things in your life um so that's that's basically what what the song is about but um it's it's a yeah it i hope people will be able to listen to it and um connect to it in their own way so it begs the question did you write the song at the time that you're describing meaning was it nighttime and you start having those thoughts and then during those thoughts you say i should write a song about this or is it no it was just kind of daytime and i thought these are the thoughts that we have at night. I should write a song about that. Yeah, do you know what? It's, it's interesting you should ask that because um, I find when when you're in those moments of you know anxiousness or however however you perceive those those moments to be, 
I, I find that the hardest time to, to write um, mm. about it in, in the moment that it's that it that is coming to me. It's probably, you know, like it's probably something that I experienced like a while ago. You know, I, I have it from time to time anyway, but um, I tend to write, you know, even now when I write, especially this song, this occurrence that sort of might have happened a while ago. And I thought, oh, well, that, that was a that was an awful night to be anxious. And I just replayed it a couple of weeks or maybe a month after I experienced that really horrible feeling. Um, but then again, there are the instances where you write the song in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. But I find it quite difficult to um, to capture the moment in terms of when I've just had that thought, you know. Mm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. It's good insight. Six weeks from the day that this episode comes out will be my first full day in Las Vegas. I'm actually going to be there for seven days and six nights. And listeners, you can tell I'm excited about it since I've been mentioning it a lot lately. But I'm also looking forward to it because of how well prepared I'm going to be in terms of saving money and maximizing my time there. And that's all thanks to the help and insights that I get from reading the Access Vegas newsletter, which has all kinds of insider information. In the latest issue, there is a hack given for if you're trying to use Uber in Las Vegas and you try twice only to get the none available message. They also have a tip for an app to make sure you have on your phone to get in front of people who are standing in line for a restaurant and a pro tip that even can get you seated faster somewhere that you would like to eat. To get at this type of insider information and more, go to my show website, nhte.net, and click on the Access Vegas logo, and then during sign-up, put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off. The latest issue of Access Vegas also has some must-know information for when you're making plans to attend a show in Las Vegas, and there's even an item about a legendary rock band that is coming to a major hotel and casino on the Strip this September. Again, sign up now to get their newsletter coming to your email inbox by going to my show website, nhte.net, and clicking on the Access Vegas logo. And then don't forget during sign-up to put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off. They even have a money-back guarantee. Luke, let's start diving into this new persona of yours, the artist project called Heckle. Talk first about who Heckle is and where these new songs are coming from. So when I came up with this... um this project um heckle is the name this sounds a bit weird but heckle is the name of um the monster uh that lives under the bed you know when we're younger um (laughs) and in in the song that that you just played um there's there's a lyric towards the end that says you know that there's there's a monster underneath my bed um but at night he crawls into my head which is that Mm. anxiety and I've been, you know, I've been, I've been writing songs um, a long time, and um, I just wanted to start a project in which I could, you know, touch base on those more personal things. You know, um, so, so heckle for me is the artist name is is, you know, basically songs that I've uh, <laughs> co-written with that monster um, mm. that lives under the bed. Wow, um, and. Um, you know, it, it, what's what's lovely about it is, yes, primarily heckle can be negative. Heckle can be um, 
you know, a, a bit of a nuisance sometimes to deal with. But um, what I'm also tr- want to explore with, within Heckle is is the fact that sometimes you need that you need those bad times, you know, to to you know talk about the good ones. And sometimes it's it's the times that we that we look back on that really hurt or something that that make everything's you know put everything into perspective and the positivity comes out of that negativity so that that's what heckle is that's that's what heckle is okay but clarify something for me a little bit further though because when you started your answer you said heckle is that monster that lives under your bed that anxiety so which is it is it the monster that little kids think they see in their bedroom and they say mommy mommy and their mother comes and says no it's just a shadow on the wall honey it's okay it's not a monster or are you saying no bruce it's not an actual monster i'm referring to the anxiety yeah yeah so it's so so heckle is is the um you know, when you're a child, you you know a lot of people have that monster under their bed, and um, yeah, I feel like as as you get older, that you know you know that there's not a monster underneath your bed, um, but all the other anxieties of you know growing up and mm. just being a human being crawl into your head. So in this instance, yes, it, he, Heckle is just is that anxiety that he, he's, he's he is still that mo- that monster has changed and he's crawled into your head and he is mm. taking over in any which way that he can <laughs> i like that i like that yeah i see that that metamorphosis over time how it's always there it's just what shape and what intent does he have so i, I like the way that you've seized on that and, and turned it into this this artist project Thank but i do have to ask though why the change why not just stay as luke potter and continue releasing music under your own name instead of coming up with this new alter ego sure i mean f- for me personally um when i first started writing music um i i wasn't co-writing i've been fortunate enough to um be put in and find myself in some very cool rooms with with people and um i think because i've grown growing and i'm growing as a as a musician and a writer and a singer um I got to a point where you know I really wanted to, I really wanted to put out stuff that I am doing and I'm doing everything, you know. So I'm so I'm performing the song, I'm writing it and producing it, and that's something that until you know until very recently I I haven't really had the um I haven't been good enough, you know. I've been learning and putting in those hours to um mm. put myself in a position where I can record and, you know, put out my own things that I'm really proud of. Um and yeah, no, I, the the Luke Potter thing, you know, I, I still I still want to use that platform um when I can. Um I you know I've got so uh, so many songs that I that I've written with <laughs> friends that lifetime friends now. That um, I want to put out under under that name, but I, I felt I felt it was time for a change musically. Um, I wanted to be one hundred percent me, you know. That, that not that Luke Potter was never me, but um, I, I just wanted to see, you know, what I was cap- what I'm capable of in terms of putting out music that I've just a hundred percent been a part of. Well, and I think what I hear you saying is that you weren't being 100% you because you were holding back that monster aspect where you're saying, I know this is a part of me that I wrestle with from time to time. And yet I'm not letting that into my music. So I need to let it into my music to be more well-rounded as an artist. And to do that, 
it's going to take creating this whole new... And by the way, I have to say, I'm thrilled to hear that this is your answer because I was nervous. Sometimes you hear an artist doing this and it's kind of like one last ditch effort. Like they were just kind of really almost done with music and either they were just bored or things weren't going well and they'd say, you know, I'm going to give it one last kick at the can. I'm going to reinvent myself and launch this new artist project and call themselves something else. I'm thrilled to hear that you're saying, no, this is just me continuing to grow and I I love where this is going for you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, it was was definitely nerve-wracking sitting down with myself and actually saying this is what I wanted to do. because because I have been you know so fortunate with with the with the prior releases under my name, um, it's something that you know I, I wrestled with in my head like can I do this? Um, it did mean you know starting again and um, you know I've been very fortunate enough to you know grow some really close close fans that have turned turned into friends almost. Um, mm. that have literally just followed it to the end of the earth. Wow. And um, for me, I've always just wanted to write music where people can listen to it and just take something that might help them. Um, mm. And that's the thing with Heckle, is, is I, I want to be um, very honest, you know? Not not that I was never honest with the Luke Potter stuff, but for me, this is, this is taking a, a big, big leap into my head and saying some things that, you know, I might not have been able to say as as Luke Potter. Okay, but as a result of that, I would think, and I'm putting this in the form of a question so you can tell me if I'm wrong, sure. but I would think that Heckle songs would not be able to be co-written, that they would all have to be exclusively written by you. Is that going to be the case, or is it there are going to be opportunities to co-write? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think now because a lot of these songs that i've written have been during this this awful <laughs> pandemic that we're that we're going through mm-hmm. so um i haven't had the opportunity to um really spend a lot of time co-writing i've been doing it over the uh, over the web and you know that's that's great but nothing beats having someone in the room with you when you're mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. um so yeah I, do you know what i, I want to keep it fluid um right now in in terms of I have some stuff like that I've done that I want to put out, but I'm not not closing the door to to being you know opening this up and seeing what I can create with other people. Okay. Um, and that's the I guess that's the short answer. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me this: what was the timing like on all this? Walk us through the process. When did you decide to launch the new artist project Heckle? And then how much time went into creating the new brand first before going public with this change? Because surely there was a lot of behind the scenes tasks that had to get taken care of first, regardless of how fast maybe you came up with a song or two or three for Heckle. I'm thinking about things like checking around first to make sure no one else was using the name, buying your website domain, getting a new site built, creating artwork, those types of things. Yeah, it, it's it's been great. I mean, my my wife actually, Kaylee, she has done all of the uh, the artwork and stuff. So um, mm. I'm continuously nagging her behind the scenes, like, <laughs> "Hey, and and can you can you help me with this?" And she's like, "Oh, no, come on, Luke, I've got other work to do." Uh, <laughs> no, um, there, it was yeah, it, it it happened very fast. Mm. If I'm if I'm very honest with you, um, and preacher, um, the the first single that came out you know, I was originally going to put that out as Luke Potter. Mm. Um, 
and it was only you know i probably wrote that song about six months ago now um wow so it's lovely to have that out but but um yeah it, it was like a a weak turnaround mm. you know where um i sat down and i just thought look i i want to do something else <laughs> i want to try try doing something else and uh it was a scramble getting um getting you know the the name and <laughs> so because there's so many artists out there like it's hard to find a name that hasn't already been taken i bet uh, so it all happened very fast wow. um that's wow. that's all i all i can say about that but um, wow. it, it's been a joy it's been a joy doing it all well at the beginning of this episode we played the brand new song that's coming out two days after this interview is released at the end of this episode we're going to play the first song that you had released as heckle and then what's next what does the rest of the year look like for more new music under Heckle? You know, behind the scenes, like I just said in, in my last, um, in the last question you asked me, I've been writing, you know, without myself even knowing, I've been writing Heckle songs for the last year and a half. You know, during mm. during when the, when the pandemic really sort of started here, before I knew I was going to do this, um. I, I've I've probably got you know, I've got another probably seven six seven songs coming out this year. Wow! Um, but I've got about you know fourteen fourteen fifteen songs that are ready to go. Wow! You know? So um, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm really really excited about it. And um, yeah, yeah. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, you have your own, and I'm going to say pro studio i'm not talking about someone that's connecting a microphone to a laptop you're recording yourself yes <laughs> yes yeah no, i know um, i um i i've been fortunate enough to to see a lot of different producers work and uh in the process you know i've slowly started building um a studio um which overlooks actually i can see glastonbury i'm like i'm on a hill and i can mm. see glastonbury and oh yeah it, it's beautiful i, I having I can have people in here to write with me and stuff is it's, it's great in here I love it so just give us a little bit of a mental picture when you say you're building a studio just tell us about some of the gear that you have in there sure yeah well um I use logic um I've got a nice little uh Casio keyboard next to me and I'm surrounded right now by by eight guitars wow <laughs> uh, a midi keyboard and a mac um yeah it's it's just one of those things where it's con it's constantly growing you know I'm, you know i've got a little cajon behind me as well that i like to put in some of my tracks um yeah i've got some great rocket rocket uh speakers behind in front of me and uh yeah it's always growing always growing there's always more gear to buy <laughs> <laughs> but is this all just for you or are you doing this with an eye on eventually being a project studio uh so it's mainly for me but um you know i sometimes you know can have other people in here that come to me and go hey i've written this song and you know that's that's the other side of, of what i'm doing is like now because okay. i'm producing as well i i'm able to sort of you know try and create someone else's vision which is lovely okay well when the world gets back to normal and there is no pandemic anymore and artists like you can get back out and perform live again how would you handle that being that you have an entire back catalog of original music as luke potter would you go out 
and do a mixed show, meaning performing both Luke Potter songs and Heckle songs, or would you just go out and do only Luke Potter songs or only Heckle songs? Well, do you know what? I, I I've not even thought about it. <laughs> that's that's a very good that's a very good question. Um, I th- I think I'd probably go out as Heckle, you know, um, and do Heckle songs. Um, I don't I don't think the the um, the Luke Potter thing is ever going to die die. Hopefully not. Anyway, um, but yeah, I don't see why I can't do a little bit of a crossover. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like. Um, uh, at the end of the day, my dad was. My dad always says to me, "A good song is a good song," you know. And if the people are there to to listen to it, then play it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I like that. I see that. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from the UK by singer, songwriter, guitar player, and producer Luke Potter, who is now recording and releasing new music under the artist name Heckle. Check out the new website for that at hecklemusic.com. And, of course, I will have a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. On that website, you will see icons for an Instagram account he has established for Heckle and for a YouTube channel he is launching as well for Heckle. Plus, there are links there to get the new Heckle music from Apple Music or Spotify. In addition, you will see a www link there, which will take you to the Luke Potter website, so you can go and check out all the music he released that way as well as links for those corresponding social media accounts. At the very beginning of this episode, you heard me introduce myself and my company name, saying that Now Hear This provides management, publicity, and related services. Keep in mind that if you've got questions, you need help with your music career, or even with podcasting, I do offer private one-on-one video consultations. My company, Now Hear This Incorporated, has been working with artists on their music careers for over 15 years. Guys and gals from Los Angeles to Las Vegas to here in Tampa Bay and a number of other cities in between. In fact, there are articles on the homepage of the website about the two newest clients. And of course, I've been doing this podcast every week for more than seven years now. Go to nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R, nowhearthis.biz, to not only read about those two newest clients, but for the article titled Video Consultations Now Available, and then use the link in there to get a personal session scheduled with me. Luke, I mentioned in there about the YouTube channel that you're launching for Heckle, plus I mentioned back in the intro that a Luke Potter music video released three months ago already has almost 12,000 views. When will you start dropping a music video or two for the songs that you're releasing as Heckle? Uh, I have some some pretty cool ideas um, in terms of videos, um, but uh, obviously because of the the pandemic, um, it, it's been quite difficult to um, to actually get something you know that I want to be done. Uh, however, I'm sort of thinking that what what I'd like to do is. Um, I want to release as much music as I can. Um, and, you know, because so many people are releasing music, I, you have to really give each track um, its time to breathe, you know, which ones are, are, which one's connecting the most, you know, and sort of looking. So, so once I think I've put out some, some more tunes, I'm going to sort of look at, look at the one that I feel like has been a great impact and then, then put out a video because I feel like it gives me another opportunity to push mm. that you know and um 
as a, as a separate thing, you know. So it's almost like I get to release it twice. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I think that that's that's my plan. Yeah, I like that approach, and and yeah, I'm I'm very much for that idea of doing the music video well after the song has been out. I have a client who put out a music video late last year for a song that was on her album the year before. So you're right, it is a great opportunity to sort of quote-unquote re-release a song and do it in a different way that someone heard it maybe the first time, but now they're quote-unquote hearing it a different way because they have visuals to go with it. Exactly, and and seeing it, you know. um, I always find it's very uh, interesting when it comes to music videos because some of my favorite artists have you i think when you listen to when you're a fan of music you hear songs and you can kind of see how you would see the music video playing behind it um and my history is whenever i've seen a video it's never exactly what i imagined in my head <laughs> so um i'm yeah that, i guess that's why i sort of want to um test the waters and then see what people are thinking um and how they feel about the song because i want it to I want people to be able to look at it and go, yeah, this makes sense, you know? Well, and as I always do, listeners, I encourage you to keep up with Luke online. Follow the Heckle accounts so that you can not only see when the new Heckle songs are being released throughout this year, but when he does get to a point where he decides to put out music videos as well for the YouTube channel. Let's put Heckle to the side for a minute, though. I mentioned back in the intro about a song that you co-wrote that another artist put out last year and it having more than 400,000 streams on Spotify. Can you talk about the collaborations you've been working on in your co-writing slash production work? Absolutely. Well, that, that song um, is, was called... Actually, I wrote that with, with two Swedish friends of mine called mm. um, Robin and, and Johannes, and I, I was fortunate enough to go over to Sweden and meet them. Um, but we actually wrote that... Um, in, actually back in my old studio and um, it ended up getting cut with this great great DJ called Joseph Bamba and actually that's sort of when I started touching on you know the heckle sort of like lyrically sort of thing mm. um, but I, I, I've been it's been great um, I've just started working with this amazingly talented guy called Jacob Brown and we've become very close over the past year and a bit um he um he just released a song called um god <laughs> everyone mm-hmm. changes um and it, it, he's just prolific he he's people change sorry that's that's what it is and we we've been writing music for him and writing and he's yeah i've been working with a lot of different people um i've been fortunate enough to sort of i was went to sweden for a while and um i was working with a guy called Jorgen Elfsson. Um, who's worked with you know Britney and Westlife um, and um, Kelly Clarkson Mm. so I got to learn how to produce and write with some of some of the coolest people in the music industry actually Um, I've just loved co-writing with other people it's been great I've got um I've got a like a some of my songs that are coming out on a, a pop rock band called Carry the Crown this year in the UK um, I've had a cart over in in Japan with a with a band called Purple Rain, so that was amazing. Yeah, I'm just sort of trying to um, you know write as much music and and collab with as many different people 
as possible. You know, I've just recently started writing country music, um, which has been a complete, completely new, new venture for me. But um, I feel like it's just changing the way I write, you know, in in general, you know, all the time. It's just changing how you see things and how you, you attack a song. Tell me this. I'm listening to you mention all these different people. I think you said Jacob Brown is the one that you've really hit it off with in the last year. Sure. I'm sure. thinking about the two Swedes that you mentioned that you co-wrote with. How are you meeting all these people? Because I think this is a potential teaching moment for anyone who's listening who is an aspiring songwriter that is hearing you with all these different people that you're working with, and they're saying, I'd love to work with a bunch of different people like that, but how is Luke finding all these people? Sure. Um, well, actually, um, my when I first started writing, my my parents have managed me, um, and they were incredible. And I actually this one thing that they did that opened up so many doors for me. Were they? Uh, they. I was just going out of the house to go and see some friends, and my mum turns to me and says, "Hey, Luke, um, we've just sent one of your songs over to Johnny Wright." Um, you know, Justin Timberlake's manager at the time. Um, I think he still manages him now. And, you know, he was, he's based in Orlando actually. So, um, so the long story short, I, I said to them, I said, we aren't going to get anything back. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could send it over and, and everything. And by the time I got home that day, we had had a response from Johnny Wright um, saying that he wanted to, to manage me. Mm. Um and he had a team over there, uh, a lady called Melinda Bell, uh, absolutely amazing, amazing woman. She managed me along alongside a, another lady called Gina Orr, um, and she's she takes care of David Archuleta, I believe. Mm. Um, so I was actually fortunate enough to, you know, when that all happened, which was very, very quickly, um, I think we got an email back, and I was flying out to Orlando within like a week. Um, so I went over there and thanks to, you know, being managed by those guys, you know, I stayed over in this compound in Orlando, um, you know, where, you know, Britney Spears used to do all their dancing and, you know, <laughs> but it's just legends of, of, of walked around there and there's gold discs all over the walls. And, and part of the whole process for them was co-writing. So what they did was they said, Hey Luke, well, how about we, you know we do this and we you know send you send you around and you know you write you meet some people and, and write some songs so i went to canada for a while i wrote songs all across canada um, wow. you know i was just staying in hotel rooms with my dad and then writing and then coming home and then flying to another place mm. um and then i came back to england and they sent me off to sweden um and i guess i just didn't stop do you know um I feel like a lot of the music industry is, you know, you know, keeping those connections with people. And, um, you know, I've made some incredible friends out of the music, you know, it, the the music is, is, is wonderful, but the friendships that I've made throughout it has, has been, the, I think one of the, if not the most important thing that I've gotten from it, you know, Fantastic, and I think that I, I've been yeah. That's sort that's sort of how I how I got to going over to Sweden and Canada and being in America and, and writing is, and I just sort of you know I kept in contact and then they were then I had some of my friends coming over here. Um, my first song that I put out, um, 
Something More uh, under a label was a song I wrote with two Swedish friends of mine called Marcus and Yalmar, who I'm still very close to. And that ended up getting like 18 million streams. And, mm. you know, I, I would never have imagined in my life that that, that would have ever been a thing. So I feel feel pretty lucky. <laughs> Well, and I want to jump in here to encourage listeners. You know that I talk all the time about making connections and that you can never have too many contacts. At the time that Luke and I are recording this, I have just had a blog published. They had me write this exclusively for them. I'm referring to an entertainment industry platform called Stage 32, and you can look it up at stage32.com. It's free to join. They don't know that I'm saying this. I'm not doing this for any sort of benefit other than to share with you that this is another way that you can make contacts with people. And it's not even been 48 hours since that exclusive blog that I wrote for stage32.com has been published that I've been getting contacted by all kinds of people from all over the place. Certainly a lot of Hollywood types, uh, but people from different parts of the United States, people that are, whether it's emailing me or following me on Twitter or they're messaging me through stage 32 so as you're hearing from luke and as i've attested to before you know the power of context and where that can take you and all the different people that you can meet and obviously you're not going to hit it off with everybody but certain people are going to be the right connection for you and luke talked about this new relationship that he has with an artist that has really seemed to blossom in the last year so i just can never stop saying enough about the ability that you're going to have once you start meeting more and more people in the business. I wonder though, Luke, what what is inspiring you these days? What music are you loving? Keeping in mind, of course, that those questions don't have to be related to each other. Maybe you're getting inspired by TV shows or books or other non-music stimuli, but I'm, I'm curious what's inspiring you these days and, and what music you're loving. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, conversations mainly right now um mm. because i haven't had to have i don't think a lot of i don't know what it's like for you guys over there at the moment but it's it's still pretty pretty wild over here and um i haven't been able to sort of see my friends for a long time and i feel like you need life experience you know to have inspiration and i i've sort of been taking little conversations that i've recently been having with my friends and so, sending it to my friends be like hey i wrote a song about you <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> the, but yeah, uh, do you know what? I actually listen to a lot of hip hop. Um, mm. I, I because I think of the production stuff. I, I love, I love, I love rap and I love hip hop. But uh, I think I, I think the music industry has changed so much now that that you tend to listen to more songs than you do artists. I mean, that's just kind of the way I, I'm seeing how this is going. You know, which is, I think when I listen to the radio now. I tend to go oh that's a great song and i'll be like i love that and then you won't hear from that artist for for a while mm -hmm. and then you'll hear another song which is completely different and take from that what you will um but i i love listening to um a, a guy called nf and he he's a he's a rapper and i think he's from detroit and he's one of my favorite artists at the moment um, another band that I absolutely love is um, Imagine Dragons. I love listening mm. to them. They've just released two new great songs. Um, and Weezer. I actually love love Weezer. I've just gotten into their uh, new album. <laughs> so I'm listening to a lot. It sounds like I'm it. listening to a lot of different music all the time. It sounds like it. Yeah. And just a couple of housekeeping notes here. 
For those of you that want to see the blog that I wrote for Stage 32, it is how do I know when I'm at the point in my career when I'm ready to be getting interviewed. The fastest way to find that, I do encourage you to check out Stage 32, but if you go on the Now Hear This Facebook page, Now Hear This Twitter, find me on LinkedIn, I posted a direct link to that blog on those different platforms. It might take you a little bit longer to find it on Stage 32 just because they publish a lot of blogs. Another housekeeping note that I want to point out is I want you to go back and listen to the first interview that Luke and I did way back on episode 98 of this show. I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. But Luke did talk on there, I believe, about having spent three months here in Florida. And I don't remember, Luke, sharing with the audience now about one of your great loves outside of music, which has a Florida connection. Yeah, um, I remember my my grandma from my, I think it was my seventh birthday, got me a little basketball hoop. And um, obviously in the UK, you know, soccer is football over here, I guess, is is the main thing. But uh, I never, I basketball has always been, you know, my love. Um, and I've been a, a Miami Heat fan now for probably going on 13, 14 years. Wow. Um, so the way before way before the LeBron era and everything. I'm a, I'm a diehard fan and <laughs> I stay up I stay up now and um cuz all the t- all the times over here the games are on at like one o'clock in the morning. So uh, I'm continuously getting shouted at by my wife saying come to bed, come to bed. <laughs> I'm like no. No, the heat are playing. I'm not coming to bed. Um so I've had many sleepless nights supporting, you know, um Miami and I've been fortunate enough to, you know, come over with friends and you know, watch games, and um, I, I just love—I love the show. I think it's—they think they do an amazing show, and I'll always have a connection to, I think, Florida uh, because of my basketball love. I'm surprised, though, that it is Miami and not the Magic, being that you did live in Orlando. I know. I know. Do you know? What? I can't live that down in this house either, because my <laughs> parents are like, "Why don't you support Orlando?" <laughs> um, and I don't know how much you follow it, but. Um, I sort of started following the heat in 2000, yeah, 2003. Um, and I, I think that was when they signed Dwayne Wade. And um, yeah, no, I, I've just been stuck on it ever since. Um, and I, I, I can't lie, I do, watch, I do watch the occasional Magic game, but we'll keep that, we'll keep that here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because being in Tampa, I actually follow both teams. And I have shirts for both the Magic and the Heat. Oh, really? So it just kind of depends on... And the, the the ultimate test is when they play each other, I try to look and see, like, who do I find myself rooting for so I can determine, do I like one team more than the other? But I guess it's kind of a nice problem to yeah, have. But... but it sounds, sounds like you're spoiled. It sounds like you're spoiled there. Cause, uh, I mean, Orlando haven't had a... Then, I mean, they just lost um, Aaron Gordon, didn't they? Yes. But... um. They've they they they've got some great players on their team. It's just uh, they wait. They need the right year. <laughs> well, the interesting part of your story, though, because I think people would say, "Wait a minute, he lives in the UK and he's a Miami Heat fan." So the interesting part of the story is your grandmother giving you the basketball when you were a young boy, because it's kind of like when you were talking about music discovery before, and you said, you know, you're driving in the car and you hear a song and you say, you know, I like this song. And then you just, where does, what happens to that person? And, you know, the way that I discover music, I discovered basketball when I was a kid, I, I played basketball in, in school. But the way I find that I yeah. discover music nowadays 
is through Shazam. And that does lead you to be, like you said, becoming more a fan of just certain songs instead of certain artists, because I'll be in a restaurant and I'll hear a song that I like and I hold up my phone and I Shazam it and I add it to my playlist. And, you know, you don't really pursue the artist. You just kind of like that song and then you move on to another one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, it's a, I think it's a, a blessing and a curse. Um, because the music industry is changing like all of the time and um i think because music is now it's so easily accessible with the way that you can you can stream it and make it you know from the truth is is that you just need to know a little bit about music to make music Mm. now you know there's so many great things and i think this is a great thing that people have the you know the luck and the way of the world that they can make whatever they want to make and put it out um but it also means in the, on the curse term of it is there's so much music out there that even if you've written a great song you still need to get it to people's ears mm-hmm. um and that's just as important as writing a great song is knowing you know how can i get this heard what can i do who who could i send this to you know um because music you know there's music lovers everywhere um it's just attacking attacking the industry if that's the right word in in the best possible way so the the most people can can find you you know without it sound without it feeling like you listen to me listen to me you know <laughs> yeah yeah but i i get what you're saying because you could have the best written song and somebody might hear you performing it somewhere and if if their reaction is why isn't this song on the radio then it's because you are missing that piece of, well, I've got a great song here, but I'm not getting it out anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I, I've had um, two experiences now, well, three experiences with, what two big experiences with major labels. And um, it's just different, you know. Um, they they really do, you know, control the industry. You know, they with with Spotify and and everything they have so many links and it's only when you step away from it that you realize that hold on i need to i need to be doing everything that the label's doing you know yeah uh, which means you know writing emails and um and doing as much as you can to to spread the word yeah yeah no doubt so looking ahead then what are your plans for the future if if i'm still doing this show and you come back on again in five more years will will you still be doing heckle well, i was gonna say i i don't know if we <laughs> Don't know if we should wait another five years. <laughs> but what, what what do you see down the road for for all things Luke Potter music? Do you know what? Um, I I is as one liner as it is. I just want to keep writing songs. I I think that um, you know I'm still plugging away. I I still feel like the best part of me is uh, is yet to come. Mm. And I believe that if I do keep writing, then eventually because of my my perseverance and annoyance to some people i'm going to carry on <laughs> you know um i i, I just I, I couldn't ne- i could never not do music at this point you mm. know um I, i've done several several different little things on the side but i, I just want to keep writing songs you know keep keep collaborate co- collaborating with people and see what happens see what the future so see where the future takes me um, i'm never going to say no to music is basically 
what I'm saying. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We're going to close today with the first song that was released as Heckle, one called Preacher. Before I let you go and I play that, share with the audience first all about this song, if you would, please. Sure. Well, well Preacher is a song about being completely content with, with who you are at, at, in a moment. It's about understanding that you don't have to have everything in life figured out to uh, to enjoy the moment and uh, you know quite on the contrary to heckle which is you know it's it's your demons a little bit of your demons talking to you this is where that um, that voice inside your head tells you to relax and um, mm. really just be comfortable within your own skin wow wow I like that I like that well, fortunately, listeners, I will not be talking over it, so you can hear it, but now you've got the inside scoop of <laughs> where Luke was coming from when he wrote that song. But Luke, really great to have you back on the show. Thanks for making time for Now Hear This Entertainment, and congratulations on the new artist project. Bruce, thank you so much for having me on, man. It's been a, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player, and producer Luke Potter, a.k.a. Heckle. Do check out the new website, hecklemusic.com. Again, I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. On hecklemusic.com, you will see links for the Heckle Instagram account, which I just started following this morning as well as for the Heckle YouTube channel that Luke is launching. Plus, there are icons there to get the new Heckle music from Spotify or Apple Music, and also use the www icon on that site to go over to the Luke Potter website and see everything that's there, including social media for the Luke Potter artist career. Keep up with Luke online so that you can get notified when the new Heckle music will be coming out throughout the rest of 2021, as well as when he puts stuff out on the Heckle YouTube channel. And do tell him that you heard him and his music and now hear this entertainment. A reminder, as I said earlier, that if you or someone you know has got questions, you or they need help with your or their music career, or even with podcasting, I do offer private one-on-one -on -one video consultations. Just go to nowhearthis.biz, it's H-E-A-R, nowhearthis.biz, read about the two newest Now Hear This clients, and look for the article titled Video Consultations Now Available, and then use the link in there to get a personal session scheduled with me. For now, that will do it for episode 378. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Heckle. This is the one that Luke just talked about called Preacher. I'm looking up into the clouds Cause I'm afraid of looking down Life is better when you're younger Don't you ever lose your hunger Cause no one's got it figured out
I'm not a preacher by any 